Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Firearms Cafe. I'm your host, Tony Brown. Today is Saturday, June the 5th, 2010. Well, the controversy just keeps on going with this immigration thing. It just doesn't look like it's going to go away anytime soon. You know, speaking of that, uh, for those of you guys maybe that are first-time listeners uh, or are not aware of where I'm at, I actually live in Arizona, and I live in the Phoenix area. So, of course, uh, for us, it's it's always been kind of a hot-button issue. And I, as I've explained on uh, this show and on my other podcast, The Armed Ape, uh, it's something that we've been dealing with here in Arizona, the immigration thing, for a long time. And it's it's gone back uh, at least to the Bush administration. Uh, so, And we've always had difficulty in not so much our local people enforcing stuff, but difficulty of once that somebody is found here that is illegal and they've done a crime, let's say if they even serve some time here, eventually they're supposed to go back to whatever country they come from, uh, which is most of the time, just due to our location, is going to be Mexico. The problem was a lot of times is that the federal government wouldn't come in and take them off our hands. Uh, And so that led our previous governor to try to seek compensation from uh, the federal government. But anyway... Uh, the debate is still kind of raging on, and something that my uncle sent me, who actually lives in Oklahoma, uh, but something that he sent me was a link to a woman on YouTube, and what I, I thought that she summed up some stuff really well, and uh, I thought she made some really valid points, and this is actually, she's addressing a, uh, um, a meeting down in Tucson. Now, what she's talking about, or what she's addressing is, I guess the uh, maybe the Tucson City Council or one of the uh, the local government down there is de- going to debate the thing of whether or not that they should try and sue the state of Arizona, uh, I guess, per, I don't know, maybe unfair immigration law or, or whatever. During the clip, we're going to hear from some uh, council people. You'll also hear from a guy, I think, who is legal counsel uh, to the city council. I think that's who it is here. Uh, and you'll also hear from the woman, and I believe her name is Gabriella. So let's go ahead and play that now. Uh, Mike. Mr. Mayor, members of council, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to provide legal advice and executive session on this topic. Um, and I reiterate that this item is not on the agenda today for uh, action or direction from the council. Um, keep in mind that the law, though signed by the governor, um, doesn't go into effect for 90, day, 90 days uh, after the session ends, uh, so we don't know the effective date yet. Um, and I will be keeping the uh, council informed of developments with respect to the bill. Well, thank you very much. Gabriela Sacido. You're followed by Michael Cole. Gabriela Saucedo. I am a legal immigrant, and I came to the USA back in 1986. After learning English and the laws of this country, I set a goal to become a citizen, and I became a naturalized citizen in 1991. Except for a couple of traffic violations, I have never broken the law. The reason I am here speaking is because I do not understand what the big deal is about regarding the Senate Bill 1070. I have read the bill, and I brought some copies for all of you. 
And nowhere in it says that our law enforcement officials have the right to stop anybody because of the color of their skin. The federal government has failed the state of Arizona and our local government has the right to enforce the laws and protect our state from foreign invasion. Please show me where in the bill says that the racial profile will be, will be rampant. Where in the bill it says that law enforcement has, the law enforcement has the right to stop anybody because they look brown? Because of this bill, police and other law enforcement will have the freedom to enforce the laws written by the federal government. And this will only happen only when a person, black, brown, white, yellow, red, or whatever skin color you, the government, has given us to the people, are stopped for a traffic violation or any other illegal activity that requires law enforcement to ask for identification. Nothing new. The lack of support from you, our elected officials, regarding this law is shameful. Law enforcement should be given every right to enforce the laws. I am personally ashamed of my representative, Raul Grijalva, for asking on national TV for a boycott of our state, especially in these time, this economic times. Raul Grijalva should be ashamed of himself. I am very disappointed of Regina Romero, my city councilwoman, for calling this a special meeting to possibly take action against Arizona over SB 1070. Tucson cannot afford lawsuits when we cannot balance the budget for heaven's sakes. You have been elected to oversee the city's business, not to become advocates for illegal immigration. I am not against immigration, and neither is this bill. The United States is a sovereign country with laws, and everyone should abide by them, whether you are here visiting or plan to immigrate, there is a legal process to do so, just like I did, and like the countless immigrants that came to this melting pot through Ellis Island. I have a question to you all. If I decide to rob a bank, all of you know that I will be breaking the law. Regardless if I lost my job and I needed the money to feed my family. I will be put in jail because I broke the law. Correct? I will be committing a crime, so why in anybody's mind it is not illegal to break the immigration laws of this sovereign country? Thank you. Michael Cole. So there you have it. I don't think I could sum it up any better than she did. And she made she made some really valid points and and uh, some of them were just kind of said in passing, but one of the things that she said was, I've read the bill, and I've looked at it, and here's a copy for everyone. If we look at a lot of the criticisms on this bill, a lot of the criticisms seem to be coming from people who admit that they haven't sat down and actually read the bill and looked at it. Uh, also, I would imagine that most of these same people have not looked at what the federal law states. I thought her example of using the bank robbery, if she were to go and rob a bank, it, it's not going to matter why she's robbing the bank. It doesn't matter that she doesn't have a job or that her family is going to be hungry if she doesn't get this money. Uh, you know, she made a very good point of if you're breaking the law, you're breaking the law. So I'm going to kind of wrap it up on that. But again, I just thought she made some very good and valid points and uh, I would ask you maybe even just to, to rewind it and listen to it again if you want to uh, see it on YouTube 
you can type in let me look at it here. You can type in Gabriella Speaks City Council Meeting April 27th, 2010. And her name is spelled G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-A. -L -L uh, so if you just type that in, you'll be able to uh, actually watch that and kind of look at her, uh, her face and her expressions as she's speaking. So again, like I said, I think this just it sums it up quite well. Well, let's go ahead and... Uh, talk about our contact information. If you want to contact me, you can feel free to do so. And you can do that a couple of different ways. You can either send me a uh, voicemail, and that is at area code 206-339-3266. Again, that's area code 206-339-3266. And you can also contact me uh, through email and that would be at firearmscafe at gmail.com that's all one word firearmscafe at gmail.com you can also contact me over at the forums on gun rights radio network over at gun rights radio forums so uh, that's going to do it for our contact stuff i hope to hear from you soon Let's go ahead and get her started. What I wanted to talk about today is some of the upcoming elections. Now, as you guys know, Arizona has been in the news a lot, and uh, most of you, even if you're not from Arizona, are going to be aware of who John McCain is. He's a senator, or excuse me, John McCain is. He, of course, is the senator who ran on the Republican ticket for uh, the president and didn't quite make it. And luckily, we got good old Barry to be our... Uh, our glorious leader here for the next couple of years. But um, we're having lots of local elections, so you're going to start seeing lots of uh, the, the uh, yard signs and lots of the signs on the side of the road. I would encourage you guys not to ignore those. Look at those. Find out who's going to be running in your district and for what. You know, There's that saying that all politics is local. And the guy who is your city councilman today may be a uh, Supreme Court judge tomorrow. The guy who is that same city councilman may end up being your senator or congressman 10, 20 years down the road from now. So it's important that we get in every position of government. It's important that we get people in there that are going to not only support the Second Amendment, but basically people who are supporters of the Constitution, who believe in rule of law, who don't believe that there uh, is an elite caste system that knows what's best for the rest of us. Now, how are you going to find that stuff out? And I've gotten a couple of emails in the past asking, well, who, you know, who do I think is good, who do I think is bad, uh, as a, as in regarding to the Second Amendment. And that stuff, at least here in Arizona, is pretty easy to find out, and I'm sure it's going to be the same in your state. You can go to um, those government websites, all those voting records, all that stuff. It's all public information. And you can pull up all their voting records. You can look at the bills. Um, also, if you look and you see a guy who's, who's voted pretty pro-gun on stuff, but then it looks like on a couple of issues that they voted on, they voted against uh, they seem to go against a pro-gun legislation. Look at that. Sometimes on there you have to look at what are some of the additional riders. Uh, if we look at a couple of things that happened, and I believe it was, uh, 
I can't remember the the senator off the the head, and I don't want to say a name in case I get it wrong. But anyway, one of the senators had brought up a uh, a bill, and it got a bunch of stuff got added to it, and it wasn't going to get passed. And so what he ended up doing was he actually ended up voting against his own bill because it was going to allow that then to be brought back up. So you have to look at some of what the voting issues are. You have to look at kind of the context of the bill. You also, and this is going to be a little bit harder, but you also have to try and find things out like a lot of times if they know, and I think if they know a bill is is not going to make it, and they know that they've got the votes to defeat, let's say, and again, we'll just use the, the Thune Amendment. If they know that they've got the, the votes already to defeat it, let's say by 10 plus, well, what their side will do, the opposite side or the anti-side, and it would go either Republican or Democrat, it doesn't matter. What they'll do is the leadership will say, look, we can, we can score you some brownie points by you voting on this bill. So change your vote back to change it to a a yes vote instead of a no vote and that will allow you to at least say hey you know that you voted for stuff in the past for program stuff so uh, you have to be careful and you have to really look at at why things are done Uh, and it's, it's kind of a pain in the butt to do this stuff but it is important that you do it it's important that you Go back and look at those records. Um, And if you do have questions, call these guys up, write them, send them an email, call them on the phone, say, hey, I wanted some clarification on such and such. Now, you may not get an honest answer, and you may get some, you know, mumbo-jumbo or some double talk, but what you can do is then you can start keeping a record, and you can start to notice, well, you know, even though they say they support this or they say that they support that, it seems that when push comes to shove, they always you know, kind of end up voting against uh, these issues that are important to me. Now, there's a representative in my district, and he is a a Republican candidate, or not candidate, but he's a Republican representative. And he is, uh, I'd say, about 50-50 on the gun issue. Now, what seems to happen is he will um, sometimes kind of vote against stuff, or he'll vote for a, an amendment uh, that adds something. And uh, one of the guys, what he had done on one of the bills was he voted uh, for a thing that would say that if there was going to be, um, uh, it was an amendment that was added to a bill, and it basically said if you're going to sell a, a, a gun privately to another Arizonan, that you have to basically verify their citizenship, which I was I was disappointed in that. I uh, wrote him and let him know about that. Uh, now, when push came to shove, this guy always seems to to vote pro gun uh, on on most things. He's pretty strong, so I think and with him, it's almost now he's not running this time, but with him, it's almost one of those things. It's better the devil you know than the devil you don't. And that kind of brings, again, us back to that thing of, you know, how are you going to know that that new person just isn't trying to curry favor? And, you know, ultimately, you don't know. Uh, I suppose one of the things that you could do is you could have, you could write into that person, and again, and just, uh, and this would be to try and maybe find something out. You could write in and say, hey, I'm 100% pro-gun, what's your issue on 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 the whole gun control stuff and uh, Second Amendment, and then you could have another friend of yours write in and say, hey, I'm anti-gun, I think there should be more laws, and then compare what answers you guys get. Uh, you know, that 
that could be one way to do it. I don't think it's the best way, but you know, if you had no kind of really other option to do that, um, you know, that would be one way where you could maybe see at least what type of answers are they going to give each person the answers that they want to hear, or do they give a non-committal answer to both? Uh, you know, politicians are pretty good at doing the non-committal stuff. So, uh, again. I would urge you when you're driving down the road, take down these people's names, take down their uh, websites, and when you get home, do a little bit of research on them. If you find somebody that you like, if nothing else, volunteer to put up a yard sign in your yard and uh, support them that way or go down and maybe one day say, hey, I can, you know, I'm not comfortable talking to people on the phone or anything, but I'll come down for a couple hours on a Saturday and stuff envelopes for you or something like that. So... Uh, or you can do like what Mark does over, uh, you know, he'll go and he'll um, he'll pick up a bunch of yard signs for him and go drop them off to people that have requested him. So anything that you can do to help uh, is, is one less thing that they maybe have to pay somebody to do, uh, which can sometimes, as we all know, a lot of times if you can outspend your opponent, you can, uh, you can get the position. So anyway, very important on some of these elections that we get the people in there who are going to support us primarily because when you look at the gun issue and people will say well how come why should i think that the that the second amendment issues or gun issues are so important and the reason why is for the most part the gun control laws are restrictions uh, and pretty much restrictions on law-abiding people there's very few things that actually give us that are passed legislatively excuse me that give us more freedoms and give us more liberty now, some of the, some people would argue that the uh, getting concealed carry permits is a good thing. So other people would argue saying, no, it's bad because I shouldn't have to go to the government for permission uh, for something that's a right that I have to be able to defend myself in the best manner that's possible to me. And uh, other people say, look, the Second Amendment should be my ability to carry concealed and... Uh, but we all know that argument. So if you look at some of the stuff here in Arizona where, where we've been incrementally taking back freedoms and taking back liberties, one of the really good things has been uh, things like constitutional carry, things like clarification of what actually brandishing means, uh, the clarification on defensive display, those those type of things. So when you look at a politician, if generally if you find that the guy or gal is anti-gun, what you find is that that person really is going to be much more in favor of increasing restrictions and making more regulations, not only dealing with gun issues, but in dealing with uh, your everyday liberties. That person is going to be much more likely uh, to want to impose more restrictions and more, again, regulations and more things that you can't do and they're going to be more in favor of uh, increasing the size of government. Because remember, if, if you have a bunch of, of uh, laws on the books that say you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this other thing either, eventually you have to have people uh, that can enforce that stuff. Or if they say you got to have a permit for this, you got to have a permit for that, you got to do this, you got to do that, then you have to employ people to oversee those permits, to issue those permits. So in essence, you're going to always increase government. So the more regulations, again, the more people that you need to enforce those regulations. 
Well, I'm going to go ahead and kind of wrap this up as far as with this part of the show. I'm kind of getting to where I'm starting to beat a dead horse. But it's it's so very important that we take control of who is in office, especially on these lower levels and at the local levels, because most of these guys are not content to stay in that local position. Most of them want to move up the ladder. And again, the guy who is the city councilman today may be the uh, senator tomorrow, may be the president the next day. Uh, so the more people that we can get in, again, that have those fundamental core values of believing in the Constitution and following the Constitution and wanting to do what the Constitution says, basically limiting federal government, limiting the the interference and influence of government on our everyday lives, those are the people that we need to have in office. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick musical break, and then when we come back, I'll talk about a couple of the things that are going on over at Gun Rights Radio Network, and then I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. And before I forget, all music is provided courtesy of Music Alley from Medio. Voting time, time to give electoral dysfunction another try. Voting time, maybe you're a partisan or maybe you're a little bi. Voting time, meditate or flip a coin until the right decision comes. Voting time, throw out all the bums, it's time for brand new bums. I know you just want to tax my home. I know you just want to tap my phone. I know you just won't leave me alone, so I vote. Time, time for sober choices, but I swear they all look better smashed. Voting time, the red side takes your freedoms and the blue side wants to take your cash. So grab your registrations, storm your polling stations, the line's long so where depends. Voting time, all the next elections start the moment this election ends, yeah. I know you just want to rule the globe, I know you just want to fool the globe, I know you're all proctologic probes, still I Voting time, next term's indigestion starts when this term's fear and loathing end. Alrighty. Well, I said before the break that we're going to talk about a couple of new things that are going over on at the Gun Rights Radio Network. If you haven't been over to the forums in a while, I'd invite you to go over there. We do have uh, two new shows. That have been added and the first one is the uh, handgun world show 
and that's with a gentleman by the name of Bob Main. And our next one we have is Personal Armament Podcast, and that's with Rob Robido. And I've been listening to both of their shows, and so I'd like to extend a warm welcome to both you guys and uh, let you know that I really enjoy both of your shows. think you guys are doing a great job, and I uh, think you are a good addition to the Gun Rights Radio Network. Uh, let's see, I think that's about it. Uh, like I said, today we're going to have a little bit more of a uh, shorter show. Um, just remember, get out there and educate yourself on whoever is up for election. Uh, if you can, meet with them face-to-face. If not that, at least uh, send them an email or a telephone call. Let them know that you're out there and that you're watching them and that you expect them to follow the Constitution and do the right thing. All right, I'm going to leave you guys with a blast from the past. Here's an old promo for the Gun Dudes. Welcome to Gun Dudes, your home of homoerotic gun talk. Please come at 10 instead. I really don't have any ideas on how to get this. I mean, you could probably put a dowel in there, wedge it up there or something. One one thing that we might want to try is, you know, a well-positioned mirror. Tom has them along the entire wall. So he he walks, he takes his shirt off, and he just starts posing. He's doing the Arnold. If you like to talk about guns and homoeroticism, then you found the right place. Welcome to Gun Dude. Here's a little taste of things to come. I was delivering a package uh, in a kind of rural area and didn't know it was coming. Tackled me from behind and took me down to the ground and bit me on the back, the small of the back, which kind of hurt that I you know, yelled out. And then he bit me on my butt cheek. My butt cheek, he bit a hole in there. It, he bit me good, and, and he tried to pull away, and I pulled him closer, and I just started fighting even harder. So join the boys, Carl, Tom, Kelly, and Stan, as they talk about things like breech loading, butt stocks, ramrods, firm grips, double taps, and putting rounds in your chamber. Gun dudes, give us a try. Dude, dude, that's embar- no, it's embarrassing. All right, now you're starting to creep me out.